0: Just what goes into creating a product that someone's going to pull off a shelf? For many creators, it's all about what's inside the product. But as Laura Favier, who is a product packaging queen, will tell you, it is so much more. I'm your host, Rachel Claver, and this is Map It Marketing, a podcast designed for those of you in small businesses who need to market your business better. And Laura's going to come with us today and talk to us about the important steps that you've got to think about when you're considering putting your product in a shelf in a supermarket or somewhere beyond. She's going to cover what it's what takes to get a great packaging design, all the things you need to think about, and how long it takes. It took a lot longer than I expected. So come along, listen to all her wisdom, and find out just what goes into that journey between markets where you're selling directly and getting into supermarkets. This is about how to get people to pick your product with product packaging queen, Laura Feverier. Welcome! This is Mibbit Marketing, and I am your host, Rachel Claver. I love helping small business owners become more confident and more capable with their marketing. So, this podcast is all here to help you do just that. It's me and the help of some great guests helping you learn new skills, new strategies, and ideas. Let's jump in and get started. Hi and welcome to Mappet Marketing, I'm your host Rachel Claver, and today we've got Laura and oh my gosh, Laura, I just realized there was something I was going to ask you which is very important. Can you please tell me how to pronounce your surname? Sure, it's Fever Year cool because I was going to say favor year so oh, you I'm were close in- <laughs> so and then I was like I knew there was something I was going to ask you so it's Laura Fever and she is the creative director of, of creative jam creative jam I'm going to make sure that's really clear um I am really excited about having Laura on here because her work is beautiful and I love beautiful things uh but before she jumps in and introduces herself this is episode 98 we're almost at 100 oh, which no. is incredible for someone with ADHD who's not very good at sticking to things like so I'm super (laughs) excited about that and the reason I chose Laura to come and talk with you is besides the fact that I really love what she does and she's got a really amazing style in the way that she does packaging is that I know that for so many small business owners they understand the importance of packaging, but often it's like, you know, can I afford to invest in it? Is it worthwhile? And I really wanted Laura to be able to come and talk about what the impact of great packaging could be um, as someone who's just insanely, insanely good at it. So, um, Laura, it's a real pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for coming. Thank you.
1: Oh, no worries. Thank you very much for having me. That's
0: exciting. Now, um, do you want to tell everyone just a little bit about yourself and Creative Jam? Just, I know that you might babble on, that's okay. Um, <laughs> we both will babble, um, but, um just just brain dump brain dump Laura and Greg (laughs) sure um well I've been a I've been a
1: designer for about 13 years now which is a scary thought um I was actually born with a rare eye condition called coloboma Mm -hmm. and it is where your eye uh doesn't essentially doesn't form properly so I am uh short-sighted uh I was told at birth that I was blind um but am not blind I can tell you that right now um and but I always had a creative streak in me right from like age four. I won my first coloring competition through Farmers. I want to say
0: super exciting. I always uh, lost those. Got very distracted. With <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, and so it, it's always been my passion. i spent a lot of a bit of time overseas, and decided to came back. And I went to uh, to go and study advertising at Media Design School, which I loved. Came out of that, and it was a recession um and so I was like I think I might just go back and do the, uh, another diploma um because I'm super swotty um and I went and studied graphic design it was the best thing I ever did mm. um and that just opened up so many so many doors and so many things for me for possibilities of what I actually wanted to do with this creativity because now I could earn money with this thing that I really enjoyed yeah. um and I have on um, and a similar path that was kind of uh, had no alignment until that point was that I had always loved uh, packaging and and perfume bottles in particular I'd started collecting them when I was about eight years old and I think I've got about 50 or so now and <laughs> how to
0: spot it, a neurodiverse person of- <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, and and I was sort of there was some kind of weird alignment and I sort of started Working for the my first job out of out of university was working for New World mm. at the supermarkets, and then um, I started working for the aromatherapy company. I love and, that. So you did their packaging. Yes, yeah, yeah. So the, a lot of the early stuff on was is is, uh, is my design. But the thing that to show you just how much I really loved packaging was that uh, I lived in West Auckland. Mm and aromatherapy company was in Te Papapa which is out by Mount Smart Stadium and I don't drive so I was getting up really early in the morning getting on a ferry getting on a train and then walking 20 minutes to get to my job and doing the same in the evening coming home Um, because that's what I felt like I needed to dedicate to be actually to do you know to do the work and and that's been the theme throughout this my whole career is and um, put the hard work in and do the effort because when you're doing something that you really love, it doesn't feel like work. Um, and that's really that started the love of packaging. And I've had um, various jobs in design since then. Um, I found it really difficult to get a full time role because of my visual impairment. People were like, "What? You're a designer? How can you? How can you do it if you can't see very well?" Um, which is, you know, I don't hold that against people. That's just, you know, it's just misunderstanding and, and not knowing and some ignorance, but anyway. Um, and so I started my own business because I thought, well, I've got lots of people in my family that have been around business their whole life. My dad's been in business his whole life and he helped me set it up. And it, I started getting a portfolio that then I could take to people and just say, here's the work. And the very first big client that I had was Oob Organic. Um, if you don't know them, yes. they do frozen berries. Yes, and I've got some of them in my freezer. Yes, yeah, so do I. <laughs> um, and, and I started like doing all of their marketing materials and a little bit of packaging and then got on to doing Dr. Feel Good,
0: Which I also adore and also have some of them <laughs> in my freezer as well. This yeah, is and a that... stalking of your packaging. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, currently, uh, to date, at the moment, there are 15 brands which I have designed which are in New Zealand and Australia. That's um, awesome.
0: Do you love that at yeah. the supermarket? Do you get like, because the thing is, like a lot of graphic designers, they do if they were doing a logo or something like that, if they had a retail store, it might be somewhere far away from them. But you can yep. literally go and see your work every time you go to the supermarket.
1: Yeah, and I am the world's biggest merchandiser as well. Like if I see my clients um, packaging and it's been one's been knocked down, I will stop and put it up or like hide competitors
0: <laughs> stuff behind uh, by, behind my clients. Don't tell New World I do that. Um, no, I, I totally get that. When I had my book with penguin that was actually stocked in a shop as opposed to the one I did recently, um when I was at shops, if it was like hidden behind anyone else's, I'd go and I'd put it like in front of the like the best yeah. seller one and something. I think that's important you got to yeah. rate your own work,
1: right? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: You. Um, and and then it's just kind of spiraled from there. Doctor Feelgood was um, uh, I w- I was a best awards in two thousand and fifteen, which is Amazing. which is hard to do when you're a when you're a single uh, single designer. You know, you're not an agency. Um, so I take that as a big compliment. But probably the biggest compliment I've had in my career was when. Uh, I noticed Libby Matthews um, who was eating a Dr. Feel Good ice block on her Instagram. I messaged her and I said, I hope you really like um, the ice block. I designed it. And she said, oh, that's great. I'm about to start a brand and I'm looking for a designer. Would you be interested in... I know um, this is
0: going. I wonder if everyone else does.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Would you be interested in showing me your work and having a chat? And I said, absolutely. I would love to uh and that is how dose co was born
0: and <laughs> a lot of people know dose co i mean yeah not just in new zealand it's internationally it's a very big brand so yeah. it's, it's affiliated in some way i think with zero yeah I so think. zero um are affiliated with the yeah, so they have that big marketing there. push which can push it out but, right. but i would be surprised if people hadn't seen that packaging somewhere in the supermarket mm. you know or somewhere around even yeah. in the US, i think um yeah yeah, very well known brand.
1: Yeah. Or if you're a Kardashian, you know, you've got to Yeah, be if like- you're
0: a Kardashian, you might have it too. <laughs> Probably not the Dr. Feel good ice block, but definitely no. the, the dosing. Yeah. yeah.
1: So it just it really just goes to show like if you see if you see an opportunity, like don't be afraid to message someone. Mm -hmm. and just be like hey you know I'd love to work with you or here's um I hope you enjoy that because I think you just don't really know where it can go and what have you got to lose you know it's just a message. I really
0: love that I um I don't know if I've told this story and I I sometimes feel a bit nervous because I don't want poor editors to be harassed but um that's how I got my first book contract with Penguin because i had been turned down by one by random house. Um, I wasn't famous enough to do a book with someone and I was annoyed. So I sent an email with three typos in it to the Mm -hmm. chief editor of Penguin. And I don't know what I, I thought it was a great email except for the typos. Um, But he came back and I got three book contracts out of it. And it was me going, I don't have an ego. I don't care if my name's on it. I just want to write books. Yeah. And they all had my names on them. Yeah. And it was awesome, and it totally changed the whole line of my life. But it came from being cheeky, and yeah. I
1: think
0: you do need to be cheeky. Yeah, you do, sometimes. yeah,
1: you do, especially, um, especially when it comes to. I mean, this it's a, that's a great segue, really, into 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 product business, and that uh, New Zealand is a wonderful place to launch a product. We are very receptive to trying uh, new things yeah. um, and, and new products. And so I think that that is, is a really good thing, particularly if you want to, you know, if you are, we're a bunch of innovators too. Yeah. And, and that's what it gets really me really excited about working in the FMCG space um, is that we're like, there's a lot of opportunity um, for new products here, um, but you have to, you just have to understand that it's not easy. It may look easy. Um, Dose Co is a unicorn brand. It's very difficult to get to that state. Um, but if you just have to uh,
0: do the door knocking, do the markets, you know. Um, 100% do the markets. You know, like I think. Yeah. Um, I've, I've had the session um, before on here with, about Pepper and Me. And, you know, that she now has all the staff and, but she started at markets selling on a yep. duvet. You yep. know, a lot of the clients I've worked with who've now got brands across in New Zealand or across the world, they started selling at a table in a market. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It is, it is the, it is the best way. It is the best path. I like to call it like farmer's market foodstuffs. Um, and that is the best way that you can get the, it's a good way to test your product too, because when you start at a market or you start, uh, even if you just want to start on e-commerce, what it's going to do is it's going to test your product. Yeah. And you're going to get, by the time you get to the point where you've got the um, the, the backing of a, a whole bunch of customers, you've got the sales and the social proof, which is important. Um, you will have refined your packaging enough so that these big retailers will just go, yep, cool. Um, um, hopefully they'll go, yep, cool. Um, I'd like you to, to be in the stores so it, it there's a big leap like there's a huge leap between big farmers markets and and huge, these, huge yeah
0: and there's huge. it's not just the manufacturing and the scaling and making sure mm-hmm. that you get spaces around around reduced margins and because all of that stuff is huge but it is also making sure that the product is one that is going to pop out of the shelves and i do want to talk to you about that but can i just go back i hope you don't mm-hmm. mind asking about it but I do think, because you mentioned that you've got that rare eye condition mm. and I know that has affected your site. And, and I'm and i glad that you kind of explained why design. But mm. but you said that someone had said, a few people had said, you know, mm. well, how, why would we employ you? But I, I know that we talked before and you explained how it's actually helped you be better at packaging. Yeah. You want to run through how that has helped? Because I do think your designs do stand out for this reason.
1: Yeah it's definitely helped me be minimalistic. Uh, there's not anything in my designs that is uh, like doesn't have a purpose and because I've been able to call a lot on the other senses and um, and a little bit more of an emotional pull and um, that's sort of how it can work really well and to my advantage because I'm like how's this packaging going to make somebody feel? How's this packaging going to uh, evoke some sort of you know, emotion, uh, which is very important as a marketer, you know, yes. um, into, into people's purchasing um, into people's, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, their reasons for buying, mm. you know, and so yes, the the visual impairment for me has, has been, has also in my own life been a massive thing and mm. actually just being really determined to do what I wanted it to do. Mm. There's a lot of people out there who are don't fit into the categories of having what we would call a severe um, physical diversity or people that might just, you know, need to wear glasses. There's a large amount of us in the middle who are doing okay with life, um, but had some obstacles to get through, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, for me, I've always had it in my heart that those are the people that I represent Mm -hmm. Um, doing what I love and you know and and killing it like I'm gonna say it
0: (laughs) you are killing it and I think I think it's really important too because when if you're someone who's completely able-bodied it can be so easy to did I don't know how to use the right word, is that okay, able-bodied, is that okay, yeah, yeah, absolutely, Um, I, you know how you get to the, like, I'm 50, and I'm going, I think it's any of my words out of date, but you get someone who's like that, and I'm, I definitely wouldn't consider myself that, because, you know, without these glasses, I've got, like, the worst astigmatism, so I'm pretty blind, Um, yeah. but, but I, but, like, you know, able-bodied, but essentially healthy, and I go, you know, often we get so like, oh, we can't do this and stuff. And I've always used other people who've got a disability who've pushed through and go, look, if that person can do it, when they're having to deal with this thing every day, I can freaking get up and just, like, I literally use, Mm. I don't know if that's a good thing, but I do use other people that have pushed through that have had a harder block in front of me to sometimes activate me and go, stop moaning, stop Mm. pushing through. They have got to wear this every day. You can cope for one day.
1: Yeah, it is like that. And that's what I want for people in a very positive way is to understand that, yeah, look, everyone has their mm. thing to carry, right? Everybody's got their baggage that they they pick up and carry around and they go everywhere with, whether it's physical or mental. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's really just about how you use it. I've always I've never really been a fan of the word disability because to me that's a very negative connotation. It's like it's you you, you dis disability. Yeah.
0: I yeah. like lo- so I really like the way you said that. I've got a friend Deb who always pulls apart words and she's always going, you know, what you're actually saying is this one you're like, oh gosh, you know, she always says like pick, you know, pick your brain. She said, I always have a picture of a crow coming in and picking someone's brain. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh yeah, that isn't a good saying. And I love, you know, you're right, disability um It's also, you know, I also think sometimes with people that do have barriers, a lot of people then jump in and go, "Oh, it's your superpower," and I also don't like that because no. <laughs> superpowers are all good, and it can still be a barrier.
1: Oh, it absolutely can, and there are certain times and um things that, like the fact that I can't drive, is a massive one. Yeah, it's um, huge. I have a three, I have a three-year-old son, and for the first couple of years, I had to sit and. See my friends all meet up with their little kids, or take their kids swimming, or take their kids somewhere. And because my son was, you know, so little, it was difficult to put a um a car seat in a taxi and mm. and then what do I do with the car seat at the other end and things like that. So there was there's a lot of stuff. In particular,ly around becoming a mum has has been really hard for me. Um, but I've always you know sort of tried to find my own way of actually. You know, of doing things as well, and now I've got a, a regular taxi driver who's happy for me to just to take my son in the car, and so we go on bus adventures and stuff that's actually more fun than just yeah. I don't know. No offense to coffee groups. um to No, learn I understand
0: that because yeah. I think you can like that's the thing is that sometimes a block that's something that you could could have looked at and gone I'm missing out on that leads to this other thing that becomes a more beautiful experience as yeah. well.
1: Absolutely. And and you know what? And like, and that's also you're good with these segues, I must say. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that it's the same thing when you when you bring it into, into product businesses, the first product that you actually come up with and may yeah. not be the winner.
0: No, um, What often like, isn't. I have had this experience. <laughs>
1: yeah, right.
0: And, yeah. and 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 so the
1: but the third product, right? A lot of the products that I work with, I mean, DOS and Co. & Co was a good like six months, mm-hmm. uh, which and then I've had products which I've been working on for nearly a year now. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't be in a rush if you have if somebody like says to you, oh, you know, I know this category manager and New World and they've got a, a you know um, a new intake of products in three months, and you go, oh, okay, I've got to I've got to have my everything's got to be perfect by that point. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't because that was that is not your only opportunity. No.
0: No, and they'll often too. People often go, Oh, I've been said, um, someone said no to me for a new world or or something like that, and they'll be like, So I'm out, and I'm like, Well, no, you can go back, you can go back with a fresh take, you can go back, you can do some things that needed to change and go back and re pitch. Yep, that's it the first time. Um, and, and often they're saying no, because they can see a flaw. they can see, are you going to be able to, is the product, um, the product shelf st- stable for long enough? Time? Yeah. I mean, what is, does your yep. product actually fit
1: on a shelf? Because yes. there are... Yes. Rem- around that yeah. um, does it fit so- a
0: category that people actually go to or is it in an odd space and we're not so like is it something that normally is on a shelf but it's yours as in a refrigerator and yeah. no one knows to find it there because they always go to a shelf or, or yep. vice versa like I know that like um I worked with a business um about four or five years ago and they had a shelf stable type of I think it was milk um and the problem was no one wanted to buy that milk off the shelf they wanted to buy it chilled yeah because they didn't trust it so, they had to put it in the chilled section, which kind of defeated the purpose. And it's yeah. all that sort of thing. So, so the design is part of a huge part of it. 400%. But there's so many reasons that you'll get pushed back.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, if they can spot, if you haven't done your due, due diligence, I can't stand that word. Yeah. Um, due, I've due, got
0: that one. Diligence? My one is um, cup, cup, I can't even say compartmentalize. I can't even say the word. Oh, compartmentalize. Two. Yes, Man. compartmentalize. I <laughs> cannot say that word. <laughs> I just approved um, it yeah. <laughs> if you if you
1: if you don't do your um your stuff um, your yeah. Staff, yeah. <laughs> if you don't do that, then they'll spot that because you have to remember that these people see a million of you mm. you know um, to a category manager the thing the thing that you have to remember if you're at a, if, if you're a product person right now and you're about to go and and go and meet with a category manager, remember this one thing you are not special to them, you are not, mm-hmm. you are just another product, another person who is essentially going to make the supermarkets money. And to the point, that's what they care about. So as long as you go in with a feeling of knowing that you're not special, that you have something really cool to offer. Um, and just know that if they say no, it's not a personal thing. It's yeah. just that
0: right now that's not it's like a relate going on a date. It's very much like a date. Yeah, you've got to yeah. You've got to fight You, you weekly need also. You also on a date. I always say it's like it's not just well they like you. Do you like them? And sometimes yeah. you go and do that thing. I know several of my clients who went and did the thing, going to food or uh, wh- whichever one they went to, and mm-hmm. going in and then going, hang a minute, I don't want to do this. This isn't the. I thought this is what I wanted, but I actually just want to have this style. Yeah. You're allowed to do that as well. Like, oh, you definitely it's are. Knocked out option. And there's so many other awesome small retailers um, who
1: are really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, you've got Faro, you've got Huckleberry, you've got Good for, you've got. There's so many, and then you also have e-commerce too. Director, yeah. like D 2 C is is you know also really important for your business. Um, so you know, and it might just be it's a not. It might be not a no, never. It's just a no, not right now for big retail. And maybe that's actually just the universe, if you believe in that kind of a thing, just telling you that actually you've got more work to do.
0: Um, Yeah, I, I, I think that's really true. Like I do think that no's are often not like a no. They can just be like a why was there a no it's kind of like you know like what was it that was the no where is the block because I often have that too when I'm trying to do something and I can't get myself to it and I used to blame it on laziness and then I blamed it on my ADHD but now I've worked out it's often that there's a block in some of the process that I haven't unlocked or the reason why and that's what's stopping me from acting and so now I know I'm got better at going what's the actual block and sometimes it's that the offer's not right the reason I can't dredge up enthusiasm for it is because. I don't want to tell people about it. So I've got yeah. to fix that. And yeah. I think that is a really, like people think that the end goal is to get into the supermarket or might be to get the meeting with the su- with the people in the supermarket. Yeah, But that's not the end goal. That might just be part of that journey.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And there's other, I mean, if you don't get into New Zealand, there's all sorts of great programs. There's a, there's a program um, called, oh my gosh, I can't remember the name of it now, but I will give a link to people if they're interested, is that, um there's a company who helps people get into Woolworths in Australia
0: oh yeah I know that company too but I can't remember their name I've actually got a client that I worked with in Christchurch about four or five years ago John John's Bakery now they sell here in New Zealand um a little bit mainly white labeled but they're huge in Australia like they send pallets and pallets and pallets you know big not even sure no containers 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 um, on a regular basis huge factory but you don't really know their brand well here Yeah,
1: yeah isn't that interesting it is it is very much like that from even from look even if we, if we talk really small right now and we go okay so you didn't get a spot at the Parnell markets doesn't necessarily mean that you're not going to get a spot at the Coatesville markets it's yeah. it's it's all about just going and because there are so many no's and and in all forms of business but particularly in product because we are a saturated market yeah um and 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 and, and there are a few industries which are like that you know we We've got alcohol, craft alcohol yeah. is a big one. Um, healthcare is a big one, um, and and the non-alcoholic market, which is also another big one. That's and and beauty. So those yeah, are like beauty,
0: beauty are, is a big one, and yeah. I relate to um, beauty candles. <laughs> candles. <laughs> yeah, candles. <laughs> yeah, but but I do I agree. Like there are particular markets that are really saturated, and then yeah. there's of course ones. Um, you know, I've worked, I did some a little bit of I did a podcast with. Debbie from um, Vince and there's Mm -hmm. other ones where there's supply issues you know like you get a supply issue and then that can make things hard as well and so you know like it is I, I think that people there is a drive I understand that drive to want to have a product that you've created and done I've done it myself and there's something amazing about it but I think that you have to be a really special person to push through it because there are so many little breaks you know even a market you could spend the whole time going there putting your stuff out and you might only sell 30 bucks worth of product mm-hmm. that day because the day was off it wasn't anything to do with you yeah you know so can I ask a question actually oh. because you know, we're talking about the farmers markets um this is what I want to ask you before I diverted you with the um the, with your um benefits and and drawbacks yeah. of having your eye condition um when we talk about farmers markets and obviously when you're starting out, it's unlikely if you're doing a farmers market and you're kind of testing something that you're going to come and get work from us to work with you because for a start, you often they wouldn't have like a really clear point of concept. They probably wouldn't have a clear range. So they, you would have to do some of that stuff and you could do that with them. Mm. But what stage does it come from? I'm having, a, I've started a stall at farmers market. People love my products. I did a dinky little thing on the computer with Canva. (laughs) Um, Or I got like, I I got a $99, what are those 99 designs or something like that. And I got that on or whatever it is. Yeah. But I know that that's not going to take it to where I need it to go, which is to get into all the half 2000s or all the Mm. supermarkets or export. What is the point do you think that people should go, I need to invest in design? Sure.
1: Okay. So the first thing is is that um I have nothing against people who are just starting out who want to do a little bit of DIY to begin with. Yeah. That is there is definitely a need of starting a product is a massive investment. Even outside the um outside the branding side of things, there are two other main, obviously really big things and that is the actual manufacture of the product itself and then the the yeah. you know the sourcing of the the packaging and things so there are some really big things which come with yeah. just starting out so kudos to anyone at the moment who is st- just starting out in the farmer's market kind of style like good on you for giving it a go. Yeah. Um, so let's say you're let's say you're six months in and you've been to a farmer's market every weekend for the past six months people are really into your product. Uh, say you're selling, let's go uh, peanut butter because that's what I put some in my smoothie this morning. So that's so did what i picked, fine.
0: Which I got first from a Takapuna market, like just when it first yeah. launched. That's how they started. It is. Yeah, yeah. Fix and yeah. fog. Um, great example. Oh, fog. Yeah. We have, my issue is which peanut butter to choose. Oh, me too. I, have I might have slight... more at a time. So i can try different ones. I have quite a lot of different peanut butters. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, so let's say that's you, and you've got this amazing peanut butter, and people yeah. are really receptive to it. They're loving it. They're buying it. They're saying, "Where are you stocked?" Mm. This is your first indicator that you're you're at a point where you need to grow, right? When people yeah. are saying to you, "Where are you stocked? What stores are you in? Where can I buy your product?" This should be the first little telltale sign that lets you go, "Okay, now's the time that maybe I need to invest in actually making this thing a legit." full-time business and at that point that's a really good time to come and have a chat with me
0: yeah
1: uh because that's what will happen uh and this is a little bit of kind of going into the process that i work with i'd love to know the process is that i love to sit and talk to people about their products so the very first thing that i do with people is have about an hour zoom call and we i ask about the journey where did you start how did you come up with this uh, where do you see yourself going and sometimes that can be a little bit unclear to begin with because you know a lot of people don't really know they just get told like we've you know like we've been talking about that retail is the end game but what I really want to do in that hour is just kind of assess you know who who are the people that have been buying your product for that six months you know is it yeah. fair is it is it uh you know people in their 20s is we we just try and work out who your target market is
0: I can imagine that's a bit of a nightmare I mean I do it with clients all the time and they always go oh you know well pretty much everyone and it's like I know it's not everyone no I, you know I know I know that's not true but yeah they often have quite a skewed don't often have a really clear idea yeah
1: yeah and and yeah. and the farmers markets and um or say your virtual farmer's market, if you're one of these people who started an online business and just is selling in their local community over Facebook or something like that, is to be really aware of who you are, who is buying your product. And I know that can be really difficult on a busy day or a day where you sort of, you know, you've got 10 orders to, to pack for, for online. But if you can just maybe sit down after a market or, or once a week, if you're e-commerce and just sit down and really think and reflect on who it is that came to your stall, talk to people. I mean, you know, what kind of link, if you can't remember their faces, then just kind of think about what did you talk to them about? You know, did you say, Oh, you know, um, Oh, yep. You, you go to the gym. Okay. Yes. So do I, you know, um, is it, do you see, do you end up talking like a child a lot? Because there are lots of kids around that come and buy your product. There's various different ways that you can figure out your target market. And and that's a a really important building block in the step from the the farmer's market to foodstuffs.
0: So before, because this is, I'm loving this because it's hitting like a pain point for me when I'm talking to people. And I love that you've said that because it's such good feedback. Mm. I was thinking that one of the things I think blocks small businesses is they are really worried about the outlier. So they'll have mm-hmm. like 80% people who are women in their 40s coming and buying them, but then they'll have a random 30-year-old male gym goer who yeah. comes along and they'll go, but I don't want that person to not buy my product. So I need to mention that person instead mm-hmm. of trusting that if you're focusing on this group, you will always get outliers. I get outliers too. People who oh, are in my target market Yep. If you want to work with me it doesn't matter you don't go I I'm not going to work with you I'm not going to buy my products but you have to focus on that kind of this is where we marketing is a bit painful because you kind of have to work on that generalization like I always say yeah. you know as a person I'm not sexist racist but as a marketer I have to be a little bit like um gender specific yeah. um race specific and it's not like I'm going to say say on my packaging anything but I'll I should be able to say hey, actually, yeah. this is what my packaging is attracting or my products attracting.
1: Absolutely. And look, yeah. um, my my business is a really good example of that and that I'm a designer. I could design um, a logo for a building company. I could design um, a book for... In fact, I have two... Uh, property investors as clients and a couple of other things who I do as well I don't talk about them on my Instagram but why would I, you
0: that would know, be a bad idea like, yeah. yeah And, then, and uh, so you were just gold because <laughs> the other thing I say my bugbear when you go to a page and they, like, I was actually saying this one of my coaching clients the other week was that you know she's talks to this particular market, but the co- the testimonial your page is a completely different market. And mm-hmm. I'm like, don't put that testimonial on there because your target market are going to read that and go, "Oh, that doesn't apply to me." your testimonials or proof of your work has to be the people yeah. that you want to have yeah. more of.
1: and and when when I niche down into working with just FMCG, that is when, my business exploded. Yeah. Uh, I have niched. I've been doing packaging throughout my career, but I niched down um, just before the, re- but just before COVID, actually. Um, so technically, a COVID business, and that I niched down specifically to do FMCG. I was like, this is what I want. This is what I, I'm good at. And, and since then I've gone from it being just me. I now have uh, I now have a virtual assistant. I have two uh, contract designers. Wow. and, and my, my profits have in, increased somewhat yeah. a lot. Um, and it is and now I have um, at the point where I've got people who I don't even know who are recommending me because mm. they know that that is what I'm good at. So if you want to be the overlord of peanut butter, Unfortunately, that title may have been taken in New Zealand, just saying. Um, but but if you want to be the next big thing in peanut butter, then that's the person that you have to be. Um, and if you're if you are going to be, if you're gonna make a peanut butter that is um, you know, high in protein, then who are the people that are gonna want that? And then you go and you specifically talk to those people and you say, Hey, this is me. I live, I breathe, I eat, I <laughs> I, poop, I sleep, I dream peanut butter um that's high in protein and if you are not somebody that's interested in high in protein but you love the taste of it
0: great come along come and buy yes yes this is so good um well i'm just saying that my children if i say that it's high in protein they merely don't take it because they go is it going to be like your protein bars i'm like no it tastes good and then they'll go we don't trust you your taste buds (laughs) have changed we're not going to even test it (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah i get that too at home with uh, some like the healthy baking that i do
0: yeah healthy baking um yeah, yeah the healthy baking yeah. isn't as popular with everybody else as it is with me <laughs> no, <same. laughs> okay so you you get them you listen to the journey you really yeah. want to know be really awesome be really aware of who is buying and you do that full hour is there anything else you cover in that hour is that that i mean that's a lot
1: there is. Um, there are a couple of things that we have. I have a little bit of a real talk and yeah. uh, that I, um, I um, one thing I never do in my uh, things is I never ask people what their budget is. Because for me, I assume that if they've started a product business, there's six months to a year in, or if even if they've just started, um, I assume that they know that this is going to not cost the money i don't like really using that term that this is going okay. to be an investment this is a big investment into your life um and so that's why i don't specifically ask people what their budgets are i also don't um have a specific package that i offer to people every everything is different because everyone's needs are different in this space um So we have a little bit of chat around that and then we also have a little bit of chat around uh, timings Yeah, because a lot of people also will go, okay, I want to launch in three to four months and I say, that's great and it's cool that you're really keen um, but there are a lot of things which can hold you up. So we can work to that for sure but understand that if you are ordering packaging out of China, if you are bringing in supplies for your goods overseas, if you are needing to do shelf life testing, Um, which is another part of the conversation, which I'll move on to next, is that um, it's all going to take you time and you don't want to rush this. So expect that the process from going from your current small business to being retail ready, which is essentially what I offer people, um, is that it, it, it could take you six months. It could take you a year, even longer.
0: Like I, you know, like I think about you know the thing around ordering from China. Like I know people who decided that they didn't want to wait to get the proof because they were like, I Mm want to, I'll just trust (laughs) it, and then they get it and it's not on the level of card, like the cardstock's too thin or it's the slightly wrong size. And if they pay for the proof, which is expensive, it feels expensive to pay for it because it's like, whoa, just for that one bit, you know? Yeah. But yeah. if you don't pay for the proof and check it, and it is amazing how often you don't notice a typo mm-hmm. until it's-, yep. it's Even as a designer. Yep. Yeah, even yep. as a, I, I have a, one of my books, Mountain Men, which is like really old now, like I think it came mm. out in 2007. Um, it's got a typo in the first paragraph of the first <laughs> page. And it went through two edits by me, which to be fair, I've got ADHD. So not that great. Um, but three, three other editors plus a couple of other readers. And it was because it was form, not from. Yeah. And, and it's it, you're it's perfect perfect fatigue. fatigue. Yeah. Perfect fatigue. It yeah. It's a real thing. It's a real yeah. thing. I get the book, open it up and go, oh, shit. I could see it but couldn't see yeah. it in any of the proofs that came out like it you know it's not yeah. t- in the book
1: yeah and here's a little and here's a little really good tip for people and when around proofs yeah if you are ordering packaging proofs um use those for your photography right yeah. because the thing is, is that if you order your proofs as if they are the real product and it doesn't matter if you make a couple of tweaks to something yeah. afterwards as long as it's 90% likeness
0: yeah
1: then go okay yep I need the. I know the things which I need to do so now will I wait six weeks six to eight weeks for for shipping or if you're getting you know some people choose to do some air freight and sea freight The some freight takes really? eight weeks yeah, eight weeks um,
0: that's good for the budget. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah. And 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 so while you're waiting for that, that's the time when in the process when we go, okay, now let's knuckle down social, let's knuckle down um, your website, let's do the photo shoot for the product so that when you, everything hits, you know, hits the border, you're ready to go. So the proofs yeah. are really important from a perspective of checking that everything works in your product uh also your food technologist is probably going to want to take a look at those in person and do some testing in the product itself um, and that's obviously shelf life testing is, is a big thing um so make sure that you you know you get your proofs so the 90 percent doesn't matter if there's a mistake on your proof somewhere as long as it's not on the front use mm. that for your photography
0: i love that idea and and actually um what i'm really enjoying about this laura is um to be honest, you would have given me enough value just with the fact that you, you're you awesome at your design. But this is just absolute gold in terms of understanding that process because I do think that people also tend to I'm going to use that compartmentalize, compartmentalize. I, I, okay so it's, I think it's the comma I get confused so compartmentalize they tend to go oh the design should be will only take you know two weeks and mm. it, but it doesn't it doesn't because there's all this kind of we quite like I'll often like I feel I can give a designer a really good brief yes exactly what I want and they will give back to me exactly what I wanted mm-hmm. and then I'll go that was completely wrong what was yeah. that Yeah,
1: as a a designer, you become somewhat of a a visual interpreter. Because a lot of people come to me and say, oh, I I, I just don't have a creative bone in my body. This is not my strong point. Um, This is why I need to come to you. Um, Even if they come with some idea, then what we do is, you know, we do a, Pinterest is a beautiful thing. We do a lot of mood boarding. Um, It helps me to see what's inside your head because a lot of people actually, in their brains will know what they like and know what they Mm -hmm. want they just don't know how to visualize it and that's my job
0: can I ask a question about that because there is a thing too that and it's okay if you're the same target market but it can be quite hard if you're a non-designer to slot slot yourself into the interest and attraction that someone might have for your product if your if your target market isn't you yeah, um, absolutely. Like yeah, for the sure. owner, like they might go, oh, I really love like natural tones, minimalist, you know, because my whole yeah. house is like that. But mm-hmm. actually they might be doing something that is like I know I can't remember the name of it, but it's the cocktails you did. Uh
1: good cocktail co, or... good cocktail co- yeah, yeah,
0: those yeah. ones. I can see the packaging behind. But, like, they're <laughs> yeah. really bright, vivacious, minimalistic, like paired back color would not suit that. No. You know, no. not saying that she did that, like I know she wouldn't, because I've yeah. I've met her, but but like that that would be to me is that is that sometimes a block too where people go here's my taste and I need I need the thing to be my taste but it's not a match for the brand
1: yeah and 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 for me what I've done become I feel kind of good at is is understanding the categories and knowing you know quite often um, I will go and stand in a supermarket when I get into a category that I don't know very well and there aren't many left now but even the ones that i do i will go and stand in a supermarket and i will say what's missing
0: yeah it's not here
1: is it is there a good reason for that is there a bad reason for that and if someone came to me and said i want to do a kid's snack and i want to do it Scandinavian," scandy i would go okay
0: so quite a few that already do that like the popcorn yes. like i exactly. really knew the popcorn one because yeah. it definitely yeah. is yeah so if you go and you look and
1: you're like, mm, okay, has someone already done that? Mm. Have they done it well? Could we could we do it again, um, or is it a no go? For example, here's a really interesting thing for you in that, um, if you want to do a shampoo brand that if you want to do a shampoo brand that's pink, you want to go into foodstuffs. So happen. many of them. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Um. And and for for a couple of reasons with like with large players in the market who have already got that color.
0: i can i actually can see i know i can't remember their brand but i can actually literally see the packaging that's pink yeah. there's yeah. Yeah, there's several brands that do it yes but, and yes. you know that that's the color that they're yeah. reaching for yeah yeah
1: and and this comes into the um the thing like as a designer that you learn but as a product person that you need to learn as well is not to fall in love with an idea um and that is yeah okay so pink may be your favorite color and that's great because it's important that we inject you and your personality into the products that you design um but let's look at something else which might still make you feel really good maybe it's just a hint of pink on the packaging
0: well it could be the background of the photo exactly you just sort of pink backgrounds on your on your website yeah so there's certain ways that you can still inject
1: your, your favorite color, your your thing, and your thing, your, your vibe into, into the packaging. And that's super important for me is to make sure that you feel like you're actually, you know, your personality is, is actually in on this, right? Because it's much easier to sell if you feel like it's actually part of you, it's an extension of you. Um, but if if I think if I feel very strongly about something, and this is probably the difference between Just going to ninety nine designs and working with a proper professional. if if I know, if I can draw on my experience, and if I can actually say to you, I don't feel like that's a good idea. What I'm not, I'm just not going to say to you, I don't think that's a good idea. I'm going to give you a solution, and I'm going to give you a reason why. I don't think it's a good idea that we do pink shampoo because if I go into, if you go and stand in New World tomorrow and you look at that aisle, tell me how many pink brands you see. Now, tell me how nice. many um, peach skincare brands do you see? Is peach yeah. represented in there? No, yeah. it's not. Okay, great. Let's do peach, you know, and then I'm going to just do the uh, the concept and I'm going to show you and I take a photo of the skincare aisle and I'm going to put your concept in there. Now, tell me who stands out, mm. you know? So it's it's all about just if you work with it, I realize that the the... The, there's a stigmatism between spending a lot of investment and a lot of money on working with somebody but like myself but the outcome you know that I provide to people is to be ready for retail because I'm experienced in it and that's what I do yeah but, you know it's it's such a it, it is and I completely and if someone came to me and 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 they do and people say I say this is, the, this is my package deal yeah, that I offer you. If you're not ready for that, that's totally okay. And I always say to people, the door's open. If you want to just come and talk to me about something, please do because my whole reason for being... <laughs> Um, outside of my, my you know, my family, my son and my husband and my life is that I can see people mm. get to product success and that's what makes me feel alive.
0: It's interesting because um, Annalise um, from Tiki Booze on, uh, she comes out, her episode comes out a few weeks before yours and mm. she's similar in terms of helping brands like artistic brands come in and, and create mm. products. Like it's a and I and I love that you've got that same passion. I'm, I love that I've got both of you kind of ne- quite close to each other. Can I? Uh, we we. I honestly, I think I could have just cleared the day, and we could have just done like a series yeah. of podcasts just on this yeah. topic. Um, but what? But what I wanted to ask you was if someone is. Um, Oh, I was going to say, actually, I was going to say, when you go into a supermarket, and this is why it is worth the investment, is like, let's take Dr. Feelgood. Like, there are so many other different ice blocks and things like that. And they did set themselves apart from the fact that their product was different, like, the product Mm. itself was different. But you don't know that when you're actually just reaching for something in the su- in the supermarket thing. The reason it worked is you're like, what's this Jazzy Seventies type experience? Yeah. I remember, and then you go, I remember being, you know, in the summer, and this yeah. feels like the summer of love. or this feels this feels like groovy and it yeah. felt happy. Reach for it, pick it up. Ah, oh, that's interesting. And that's what packaging's meant to do, isn't it? It's it meant is to- very much like that. It on is. a supermarket.
1: Yeah. If you can imagine, like a supermarket island pretty much the same as going down a motorway um as a marketer you probably aware that you know you know the saying about a billboard is you have about five seconds to get somebody's attention yeah. so technically on a billboard and i've done a lot of billboards in my time working yeah. uh, for, for the radio um and that you can really only have five elements on a billboard because and and that includes your words. Um, mm. So. The same thing as in a supermarket, you go into a supermarket, you're tired, you've got a list, you know, you might be scrambling around with a kid. Um, there's a lot of distraction that goes on when people are shopping. You've also got to contend with um, consumer loyalty, right? With the brands and things that people have used Colgate for their lives, because that's just all they've used.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's habit, right? You've got to be able to break that habit.
1: habit. Yeah. 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 And and so there's a lot of psychology which goes into packaging, and that's why I think there's a lot of success in the brands that I work with because I work from a minimalist perspective. Um, we put things on, nothing goes onto my packaging that doesn't have a reason for being there, um, from whether it's the color, whether it's the wording and things like that. And there's hierarchy as well. So, um, if you're a supplement brand um that's got, you know, I don't know, say some kind of bovine collagen in it, um, you know, then the, the most important thing that you're gonna say is collagen. Yes. Because collagen is is the big thing. People know and that word. Yeah. 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 So it's really um, the the difference is is um if you if 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 you are starting out and you're gonna do things yourself. I encourage you to go and look into, in a supermarket and in your category and in everywhere else and pick out the things which people talk about and what is the biggest text on that packaging? And then you have to go, well, what's the biggest text going to be online?
0: I love that. You could take yeah. photos almost. Eh? You could actually go yeah. through and take photos and then have a look yeah. and, and go, actually, that's what's actually going through own, taking photos. of. And this could be something that people could do if they're trying to work out their style, I guess, too, yeah. or what they yeah. like. Is go through a supermarket and literally take photos of every package that they responded to. Yeah. Even if it's not in their category.
1: Yeah, absolutely. For sure. I and mean, then, and that's what I encourage people to do when we do a mood board. I say to people, don't just look at your category, go and look at things that you like. Is it, a, you know, did you see a pair of shoes that you liked on Instagram the other day and you love that color? Great. That's good. Because that's all your psychology, right? That's, that's like things that come to play. So, it's you know, there awesome. are lots of,
0: there's there's just so much there's, I know I am gonna to have to get you back on I think we have to do I think we should do another session like uh, yeah. I won't make you wait like Natalie for like 100 sessions but I think um because I've I've got Natalie coming on, and I I said to you before, I just realized I'm not refreshed. Natalie Coombe is coming on um, in a couple episodes time, um, and I had her on episode five, and I've asked her to come back for the 100th episode, Um, but I I think I'm going to have to get you to come back too, Laura, because this has just been like so wonderfully beautiful, and it's an area that I don't personally know a lot about, I've worked with people in the FMCG space, I've put them in told them to go and get help from people like you and I've helped in that marketing side in terms of like their socials and those of things but I haven't this is something I don't know a lot about so I loved every moment
1: oh so thank you <laughs> I like any opportunity that I get to chat packaging um is is great and I think my husband gets sick of me talking about it. Perhaps, so. <laughs>
0: Oh <laughs> yeah, I know Um yeah. so if people do want to get hold of you and Creative Jam, um, what do they do? Like where do they find you?
1: Well, there's two things you can do. The first thing I suggest that you do is you go to our website and um, have a look either on the About Us or the process page. And there's an awesome guide, which I have created and you can download it.
0: Ah, lead generation. Love you. Yes, indeed. (laughs) And so
1: on that guide, there's, um, there's a couple of hero stories from some of my clients. There's some... Um, like there's actually a process in there on who to engage and when, um, which is really awesome. valuable. Awesome, fantastic. Um, there's also a little bit about how to take your own product photos. Um, and so, because I'm all, all about passing the power to people for their own brands. Mm. So I suggest that you go and download that and, and, and have a really good read of it. And if you find it overwhelming, good, you should, um, because there's a lot in it, um, but it, find it overwhelming in a good way. And if you're still excited after reading it, if, if you're more excited, then just flick me an email. Um, most of the time, if people download the guide, I'll go and have a little bit of a sneaky look at their at their thing. And then you'll get a personal email from me anyway, because I just like to talk to people about stuff. So, um, but otherwise you can yeah email me, laura at creativejam.co.nz. Um, I'd love to have a chat with anyone about any kind of product.
0: <laughs> You've been an absolute gem. Thank you so much. I feel like I've got another podcast and a few other things to do today, but I feel like my day's already been made. So oh, I'm so you. glad, mine yeah. too. It's been awesome. it's been <laughs> and it's Friday, so it's great. And it's Friday, so win-win. Have a beautiful day and thank you so much for being part of the show. Oh, you're most welcome. I don't know about you, but I learned so much in this episode. In fact, I could have spoken to Laura all day. Her depth of knowledge around this stuff is fantastic. And I think there's a lot that can be said for so many of us in marketing about how important it is that we package out what we do, whether it's with product packaging or with a brochure or even our website and how it really shows that people pick us for those things. I often talk about how it's important to be authentic and real, and that's part of my packaging. But for you, it might be that your whole look is polished and perfect. (laughs) That wouldn't work for me. Whatever it is, considering the color, the fonts, the way that your message strikes out and is clear is so important. I hope you really enjoyed this podcast. We've got a couple. I've linked them in the show notes of other ones that you might enjoy if you listen to this genre. If you're thinking about moving from markets to stores, there's one around Primrose and Co, which is in the show notes, and Pepper and Me from Sheree Metcalf. that might be helpful for you. And also I have, um, from a couple of weeks back, there's a podcast with Annalise from Tiki about how you could use someone like her as a distributor and to help you um, create products that are to scale. So those are really good podcasts to also listen to. And of course, if you've got any questions or you want to ask about marketing and get some support, come along and be part of our group, Map It Marketing, on Facebook. I'd love to have you in there. I love it when people say that they heard about us from the podcast. Have a great week. I'll be back next week with just me. Not just, but you know. And otherwise, I really hope that you've enjoyed this episode with Laura about product packaging and what to think about when you go into a supermarket. If you love what you heard today, be sure to hit subscribe. And if you loved this episode in particular, I'd love it if you shared it on social media. Remember to tag me in so I can say thank you. Have a great week and we'll talk soon.